0: This is your next step to defeating the narcissist. Learn how to master your boundaries, how to release responsibility for another's emotional response, how to feel the power of your self-sovereignty, free yourself from narcissistic abuse and draw long lasting, powerful boundaries. Get your free how empaths can draw powerful boundaries. Workshop now at forward slash free dash workshop. Welcome to the Empath of a Narcissist podcast, where you regain your sparkle back after narcissistic abuse. I am your host Raven Scott and I welcome you here to the show if you are new and are enjoying this podcast help me help others rate and review take a screenshot and DM me at Raven Scott show on Instagram for a free human design reading to answer your pressing questions about the root cause your future and external forces that influence you the courage you need is found in the muscle called the heart today I'm sharing four tricks narcissists use to make empaths the problem I'm going to share a quick little musing that I wrote Last night, while my Mercury is activated, squaring my Neptune, I feel stuck. I am held in a contract, not in my right mind. I need to be free. I want to be free of the emotional neglect, this pain and misery. I know it exists, this deep adoration and bliss. I must make my own money, I must earn my own freedom in order to freely be unstuck. I call in the abundant love that is waiting to cherish and socialize with me. I patiently wait while I work on securing my freedom. I will rise, I will fly and chase the desires of my heart, rejoice in my cherished, joyful moments. with. Or without I crave to be free I want to be free with all my heart I plea bring the abundance for me to be set free narcissists love to use their mind tricks to keep us in control to keep us in the relationship to keep us where they love us to be in the comfortable cozy complacent spot and when we're complacent and we're not on alert to their tricks we stay we're used and abused we're neglected and we're just like a little trophy on a shelf and they've walked away but I encourage you to consider that your partnerships and relationships can be like You and a teddy bear. The teddy bear also can be neglected, but most of the time it is uh, sitting on a bed, waiting for you to return, sometimes taking a nap with, uh, interacting with, and the child sometimes plays with that teddy bear like a cherished toy. You are to be cherished, not a toy to be played with, but in this analogy, as a child would play with a teddy bear, That's what you can have in a relationship with another human being. There's times for us to have independent time, alone time, working time, you know, being our own strong human being. And there's other times where we have fun and socialize together and bond and laugh with your partner. Those times are those times in the analogy where the child is playing with the teddy bear. And then there's times at night when you snuggle up and you bond physically without any words and just hold space for each other. There are also times when a child is sad, they go to that teddy bear because that's a safe space. This is what you deserve. This is what we can have if we learn the tricks of the narcissist and break free from their hold. It is like an elephant, you know, they're trained at first with a chain around their leg and pretty soon the handler can release the chain and the elephant won't go farther than that perimeter that they learned that the chain held them even when it's undone. So there's a story about this uh, tsunami I heard about in there was an island and these elephants were there. They broke free of their chains or they might not even been chained and they ran away before the humans knew that this giant tsunami was coming and they ran away. But surprisingly, of course, they came back to the area of where they were receiving their food. Right? So they're coming back to this captivity after everything settled, they knew what was going on and some elephants chose to stay. And the other ones, which I'm encouraging you to have the courage to do, was they saw there were no handlers, they saw the prison was gone, and they wandered free to find their own food, and they left. This is the goal. This is the work we do. The attention and adoration that is poured onto the empath by the narcissist is like a monsoon in a desert. And it feels so good because they've been parched and neglected for so long. This is just one of the many powerful messages from my book, The Impact and the Narcissist, How to Overcome narcissistic abuse, recover from PTSD, codependency, and gaslighting manipulation. A guide to heal childhood trauma with effective exercises. This book contains 20 plus healing resources, guided meditations, exercises, and journal prompts for healing, human design, and astrology concepts. Buy your copy on Amazon today. And I wanted to share a tarot that I pulled this morning. It's a beautiful card of a lion and it's the major Arcana card strength. And in this particular card that was drawn by an artist, Kim Kranz from the wild unknown tarot card deck. It's gorgeous. It's a pencil hand drawn of a lion with an infinity symbol on the forehead highlighted in orange and yellow. There's sun rays pouring down behind the lion's head. Again, in in red, orange, and yellow. And this lion is not fierce. This lion is not roaring. This lion has beautiful, calm eyes and is holding gently a rose in its mouth. And it's common to think that lions are depicted as fierce and fighting and killing, but they have heart, they have tenderness, they have loyalty. And that can be the downfall of us empaths, right? Our loyalty to the, the narcissist, but look again, the strength in the lion in this card suggests that it is much deeper force that is found within. The lion represents our most patient, composed self. Sometimes with a narcissist and you have children and complexities or you don't have money, like I was saying, you're patient. You wait to break free, composed, knowing what your plan is. The lion is a master of focus. They hunt, they creep, they crawl, they stalk. Stock your plan stalk your freedom and know that you are going to have it find small tiny subtle maybe under the radar actions of earning your own money the lion has compassion and self-control and when this card comes up which it has for me this morning and for you I pulled it for all of us for the podcast this card comes up, you're in need of harnessing this power, this compassionate, self-control, laser focused strength deep within from your heart. You are yearning to be free from these tricks and you can. When you focus on the inside and you focus on your plan, you will break free. So the first trick for our educational purposes to bring light onto narcissism so that in order that we can dispel it and we can see it and recognize it when it's happening. Because the narcissist is very good at confusing us and making us think that they are acting out of well-being and just messing with our minds. Number one is they gaslight you into thinking you are too sensitive and caused the drama or the conflict. Gaslighting is a form of psychological manipulation in which the abuser attempts to sow self-doubt and confusion in their victim's mind. Typically, gaslighters are seeking to gain power and control over the other person by distorting reality and forcing them to question their own judgment and intuition. This happens in any sort of relationship, a parent to child, lover to lover, you know, any type of abuse, abuser to victim. There are some examples of gaslighting where they're lying, saying negative things about you, indicating inadequacies, causing you to be defensive. There's also disputes. If you attempt to call out a gaslighter on their lies, they will escalate their tactics even more. Labeling the child's feeling is another example. Telling a child how they feel can disregard how they actually feel in a given situation. Denying the truth, insisting that their child is making things up. Questioning the child's memory, insisting that only their version of the story is appropriate. Shifting blame, blaming their child for their own mistakes. Dismissing the child's needs. Rejecting requests in a cruel and vindictive or neglectful way. Gaslighting sounds like you need help. You're so emotional. I never did that. You're the one who's lying. Why are you even here if you think I'm so terrible then? Stop feeling sorry for yourself. That didn't happen. I didn't say that. It's not a big deal. It's your fault. I was just joking. You're remembering things wrong. You sound crazy. Calm down. You're so dramatic. Don't be so sensitive. Why so defensive all the time? I wouldn't have done that to you. You're always twisting things. You're imagining things. That's a false accusation. Don't get upset over nothing. I didn't mean it like that, obviously all of these phrases are subtle forms of emotional abuse and manipulation. And this, I'm sure you have heard all of these, if not a handful of these that have really made you question, am I being too sensitive? Am I too emotional? Wait, did I say that? What did I say? Keep a journal. You guys keep a journal. Am I going crazy? am I the crazy one? The answer is no, you are not the crazy one. You just aren't. Your feelings are valid no matter how dramatic they are because you exist and feelings exist. Just as the earth has waves and tides and huge tsunamis (laughs) and a tsunami naturally is caused by an earthquake out in the middle of the ocean just as when we overly explode and we disrupt because we can't hold it in anymore because they're making us feel so crazy. That's, it's just natural. Okay. It's natural. Number two way that the narcissist tricks you into making the empath the problem is mocking your requests and feelings discrediting you, right? So mocking your request is a huge one because again, it's, it's not holding space for what you need. It's not holding space for your feelings. I mean, a lot of times our our requests are pretty normal, but they are also emotional driven. I remember in my circumstance, I would have a conversation with my friends and I would say, You know, I'm exhausted. I'm hungover, right? They'd always be like, How are you okay? What's going on? Because I would show up to work placid, like looking horribly white and pale, like bluish almost, you know, like just like I was going to throw up because I was hungover. I had been up, you know, till about 2 to 3 a.m. that night. I had to wake up at, six or seven. I think I barely made it to work when I woke up at 7, 730 am. So that gave me just a couple hours of sleep. And as you know, as an empath, we need our sleep. <laughs> I am very strict about needing at least eight hours of sleep to function. And I think it's normal for a lot of human beings, but especially as sensitives, so my friends would say wow that you he kept you up that late what were you guys doing and I always say well we were having sex oh that's not normal how long you know like all these weird like girl kind of questions would come up I'd be like four hours they'd be like uh you know that's not actually like normal and did you enjoy uh most of the time I didn't no I was like I was done like 30 minutes in and they would encourage me to go back and share my needs I have work in the morning please let me go to sleep you know let's keep our partying to one hour right all very reasonable requests and when I did he would mock it he would discredit it and say you liked it you enjoyed it we were having fun we were laughing we were we were dancing we were listening to music we were doing all the things you you didn't tell me to stop you could have just told me to stop he would say Oh, yeah. Right. Because when I do and when I have in the past or passed out because I said stop in the past and you hadn't finished yet, you would torment me with neglect, with this disgust kind of look on your face. You would scoff and go, you know, like you'd be disgusted in me. So, no, I couldn't just say, hey, I need to go to work in the morning. Stop because of these behaviors that he conditioned me in the past. that wasn't what pleased him and I was always about pleasing him so he would mock my request by not listening to it he would mock it by turning the narrative back around and discrediting my friends who were trying to help me he would go on and on about proving how worthless they were as human beings and they shouldn't be giving me the advice and as long as you continue to react so strongly to the narcissist and continue to let them have the power of your mind over you, continue to mock you and discredit what you truly feel inside, you give them the power to control you. You give them the power to tell you what to think and what to do and what to say. Narcissists rewrite history to escape accountability, period. Number three, The trick of a narcissist used to make empaths the problem is they project their unacceptable behavior onto you and trick you into thinking you did it. Always 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 don't they do that. It's so infuriating because in the end I would be turned around thinking that yeah I need to fix this because I was the one that caused the problem and I didn't start the problem. I just didn't get my needs met. I didn't draw a hard enough boundary. I didn't, you know, not care what his response was. I was all into making sure he was happy and therein lies my responsibility. That's the part I can take. I wasn't strong enough. I didn't pull from my heart's fire to draw that boundary and not care what his reaction was to walk away and say, you know what? No more. I don't care. You're not you're not gonna continue to treat me like this no matter how much of a god that I think you are, how high I've put you on the pedestal. This just isn't okay. And I did finally, but it took me seven times. So give yourself grace. This projection is a real tactic. It is a real trick. Because this is what the narcissist does. They never apologize and they always push everything back on others. You'll hear more in detail about this in Thursday's podcast with Dr. Marnie Hill a wonderful guest I'm so excited to share with you and we talked about it last week with Nikki Eisenhower m.ed she is a licensed psychotherapist so this is real stuff you guys this isn't something I'm making up because I'm the only one who's experienced it This is this is tried and true psychotherapy stuff projection everything you say can and will be used against you by the narcissist so be mindful be careful there's a thing called gray rock method don't give them too much language don't give them too many words to twist and turn back onto you so if you're in that mode where you're planning and you're being patient use the least amount of words and emotion towards what they say to you you say oh mm-hmm. that's that is what it is right that okay I mean my favorites always like whatever okay and the narcissists try to destroy your life with lies especially after you leave with their smear campaigns because theirs can be destroyed with the truth They're skilled manipulators because they know how to get certain behaviors out of another person. They've been poking and pressing and experimenting and trying. They've been plotting, but they've been plotting for bad versus for freedom. So if you dare question the narcissist, they may call you crazy. So why waste your effort? If they can't control you, they'll seek to control how others see you. So let go of that fight too. If those people are so clouded and they can't see from evidence the truth now or down the line, then they weren't true friends or family and you're better off without them. There is no better way than to dismiss your point than saying you're crazy. They love to say you're crazy. You're acting crazy. That's crazy. You're crazy. Again, this projection, it kind of goes hand in hand with gaslighting. So the phrases are very, very similar. So they'll say, you're crazy. That didn't happen. You need a mental evaluation. Uh, you need help. It was only a joke. They'll also say things like what they did. They will say, you did that. You, you know kept us up all night because let's say from in my instance you weren't hot enough to get me off like all of a sudden it's my problem like I have no control over this person's body right that sounds crazy but when you're in it you're like oh yeah I guess I wasn't I guess I need to now wear high heels while we have sex like crazy 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 thoughts that I thought that I could just fix it with all these different extra like steps You know, like you're, you just feel like you're losing your mind and you're going deeper and deeper into this vortex, deeper and deeper into this pleasing them. But you can't ever, you can't ever because they're never satisfied themselves. And when a toxic person can no longer control you, once you've found that freedom, once you've found your strength, your inner heart, that is when. You finally have the freedom. And they'll try. They'll try to control you with others. But you. You know. That's just misinformation. You know in your heart. The truth. You know what is true. And sometimes you just. You, you can't convince them. All the time you can't convince them. <laughs> um, and that is. That is the hardest part. Sometimes you can't prove it in the argument. You can't prove it in the courtroom, but you can prove it over time with your actions and with their actions and they will slip up and they will start to spin out of control and spiral. I know mine went spiraling down for the worst. You know, he had the smear campaign, but he also had, you know, holes in his credibility because he was physically, mentally just spiraling. They started to become concerned for him and ask me like, Oh, were you guys doing drugs when you were together? (laughs) I said, no, nope, we were not. Number four, the last trick I'll share today with you that narcissists use to make empaths, the problem is they spin an elaborate lie that makes you not know where to start to even prove that it's wrong. And it drives you into frustration and anger. They blame you for being angry in the end, right? That big tsunami. They blame you for the eruption that naturally occurred because they're spinning this elaborate lie, and You can't figure out where to start and where to begin and how to disprove it. And then they will flip that, that disproval up on its head and send you another false lie that makes you go wait what what uh, uh, where what, what I don't even like you can't even comprehend you you really do feel like you're going crazy because they are making you crazed it's their distraction tactic like Nikki Eisenhower said in episode 62 so then they accuse you of being the narc this is their game they spin it all against you they make you feel crazy you start to freak out you start to get really pissed And then they're like, see you, you are the one being crazy. You are the narcissist. Don't call me the narcissist. You're the one abusing me. I have to prove myself that I'm innocent. And then this is the most painful part is they ignore you. They disregard what you say in any argument. They stop talking to you. They shut you out. And then there's no repair. You feel like it's hopeless. There's no repair. But for some reason, they've wrapped you around their little finger and all you want is to repair with them. It's infuriating. I know it's infuriating. I feel your pain. I feel it. And I'm here to help you. You know, this is why I created the free boundaries workshop, because in order for you to stop this crazed cycle, in order for you to stop being tricked by their mind tricks you have to develop a strong inner heart a strong desire a strong inner authority to know what your boundaries are and you can't let them be pushed you can't let them be crossed and you just have to truly believe and love yourself enough to know that you're worthy of those boundaries i know it's some deep work it's some deep work that goes back to our childhoods i get it That's why it's a workshop. It's not easy. It's not a one and done. Read it and I've transformed forever. It is a lifelong journey and work. And for us who are empaths, who have encountered this, this is our soul's work. This is our work to be able to speak up, to draw boundaries, and to know that we are worthy. We are worthy. You are loved. So that is the four tricks narcissists use to make impasse the problem. I pray this has served you. I pray that you can reach out to me anytime to ask questions and advice. Take a screenshot of this podcast, put it up onto your Instagram stories or feed and tag me. I would love to connect with you, hear your story and just be a support system for you. This is why the podcast is here. And always, always remember, remember that the courage that you need can be found in the muscle known as the heart. And keep your unique light shining I feel so lost, never at home, need to be strong, every breath hold, cause I can't move on till I